in this room uh, did daylight savings mess up? Right? Yes. All right. Well, it had my house uh, to kind of wake up rather early, okay? And so my uh, daughter Ada, which is my third child, my eight-year-old, uh, at five o'clock on Tuesday morning, uh, she hops up out of that bed and she is running all around upstairs at our house. All the girls are upstairs. She's blowing in and she's waking up Esther. She's blowing into the other room and waking up Evan. And they're all crying, saying, Dad, make her go back to sleep. What's going on here? And then, of course, I come in and I intervene. Uh, and I said, you will go back to sleep and you will uh, lay here for a little while until uh, we get up. And so uh, as the day uh, kind of continued on, we get up at our normal time and uh, everybody heads out to school and uh, I go uh, and sit down for my devotional time about eight o'clock uh, and I go to the Lord in prayer. And I asked him to soften my heart because I was too hard on Ada than I should have been. And so I was asking the Lord to soften my heart so that it wouldn't be as hard towards her. And then I turn, I'm in my reading plan and I'm in Ezekiel 11. And turn with me over to Ezekiel 11. And just in the Lord's kindness, nothing he has to do for any of us. But go down to verse 19. And the word of God says, And I will give them one heart, a new spirit, and I will put within them. I will remove the heart of stone from their flesh, and give them a heart of flesh, that they may walk in my statutes and keep my rules and obey them, and they shall be my people, and I will be their God. And so immediately what I prayed for, I was able to see within the Word of God, which he used to convict me, which had me, when Ada gets home from school, to tell her that I was sorry, that I shouldn't have been so hard on you. I understand that it was daylight savings. We were all kind of off kilter. But I need you to go and to apologize to your sister, Evan, to Esther, and to Mommy for waking her up as well. And so, as we kind of dive in and you kind of hear that story there, I hope that you can see little pieces of it in the passage of Scripture that we kind of dive into of asking, seeking, and knocking. Okay, so let me take us to the Lord in prayer, and then we're going to dive into our passage of Scripture here. Father, we love you. We thank you so much for your kindness. And Father, I pray that you would guide us through your word, that you would allow us to see it clearly, Lord, and that you would allow us to see your glory more. 
Lord, we love you. Shape us and refine us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right. And so as we kind of start here in verse 7, and it goes in and it says, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks, it will be opened. Or which one of you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, who are evil... Know how to give good gifts to your father, how to your children, how much more will your father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? And so as we dive in here, if we start right here at verse 7 and we just hear, ask, it's like, well, what do what what are we asking? What are we asking? So let's go back up into last week. And so last week, Pastor Dave taught us on not being as critical towards those that are around us. Make sure that we're mo- removing this plank, this two by four, out of our own eye so that we can see clearly to remove the speck that is in our brother's eye. Right, So it's for us to see clearly so that we can help our brother who is in need. And then he goes in, in the last verse, it says, Do not give dogs what is holy, and do not throw your pearls before pigs, lest they trample them under feet and turn to attack you. So what are the questions that are being asked here? Okay? What's a dog that we don't need to give these things that are holy? What is a pig? Should we give, how do I know if they're a pig or not? I can't give them my pearls because they'll trample them under feet. And so he is answering this by saying, ask, seek me. I'll show you who a dog is. I'll show you what to give as holy to these people. Do you see that? And so that's kind of our own ramp into what we are seeking here as we look at this specific passage. Because we know all of this can filter into our mind. And all of you, when I read it, especially if you come back, come from like a, a health and wealth kind of perspective, uh, background to where you've heard that preaching a lot. Man, you asking, man, it's going to be given to you, Right? And we want to get what we want, right? But he's not thinking about us. He's thinking about others. How can we ask for others? How can we seek for others? How can we move forward? What was the last one? Knock for others. And so as we kind of go in there and we see that ask, And it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. 
For anyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks, it will be opened. And so these are action words that we're given here. Ask, seek, knock. And this is a continual thing, right? When we're thinking of in the context of what he is asking for, and we are desiring to remove the specks from our brother's eyes, we need to continually be asking and seeking of and knocking of how we can help one another. Because this is for the other. But how often are we not asking, are we not seeking, are we not knocking except for ourselves? This flips our whole mindset when we go to the Lord in prayer. We're wanting to find out how, I'm asking, how can I get more involved in Danny's life? Lord, how can I seek after being a better brother to my sister in Christ? Lord, please answer this. Lord, I want to be in my sister's life. Lord, open up that door. Do you see the beauty there? And the pleading there? That we are having for our brothers and sisters in Christ. And then he gives us kind of a, a character example here. And gives us a comparison. Move on down. Well, let's go, go over to James 1.5 first. Flip over to James 1.5. So here's something else that we're asking for. James 1.5, it says, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. So I'm asking for wisdom. I'm asking to know these things so that what? So that I can help my sister. So that I can respond and strengthen the body of Christ. I can equip the saints for the work of the ministry. I don't know how to do that. But God and God alone. And how does this. Remember back. How does this keep me from falling into looking at Danny and saying. Shoo. Well this is really why we're not friends. Because you've got this here. And I don't like the way that you deal with your children. And I don't like the way that you drive this. Or I don't like the way that you talk to your husband. Or I don't like the way. Right? Sorry, Danny. You're just there. I'm just <laughs> but, but do you see that? Right? This asking. This seeking. This knocking. What does it do? It keeps me from being hypercritical about my sister in Christ. I am knocking and I am seeking and I am asking for what? For her good. 
Because it is Christ Jesus who, if he has called Danny out of darkness into his marvelous light, this is my sister for all of eternity. And as God desires good for her, me as her brother needs to desire good for her, to help her, to support her in this asking and seeking and knocking. And so he gives us a good example here in the next few verses. 9 through 11, it says, Or which one of you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. Think about that, guys. He's like, hey, let me give you a little bit of comparison here. Okay? If your son comes up to you and asks you for bread, it would just be awfully mean to give him a stone, wouldn't it? Right? Like, oh, oh, you hungry? Okay, here's your snack. Boom. Think about that. Or something like a fish that is good to eat, right? Or a serpent that no one eats. That's nasty, right? For you who are evil, you know better. I've given you a moral standard that you even know better than to give your child a stone than bread and a fish instead of a serpent. And so this is where he goes into his character, though, because we can't forget who we are asking, who we are seeking, who we are knocking at. He says... How much more? How much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask of him? Think of that. He goes to his own character. He's saying, hey, I want you guys to love one another. I want you guys to care for one another. I don't want you being critical of one another. I want you loving one another. I want you having each other's backs. I want you moving forward for my namesake. And as you're doing this, who do you think is going to be the one who is giving out all of these gifts? Who do you think is going to be the one who is equipping the saints for the work of the ministry? Who do you think is the one who is working all things together for good for those who are called according to His purpose? It is God. And we get 
the great privilege to seek a holy God who does not need to intercede. I think that's what overwhelmed me. When you see little nuggets of God to where I spoke to my eight-year-old in a way that I shouldn't have, and a holy God speaks to a sinful and fallen man to say, yes, I will soften your heart. Yes, I will allow her to see Christ within you. That is overwhelming. And for him to plead with us here. Look at this last line. It says, how much more will your father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? And look at that punctuation. It's an exclamation point. He desires to do this. He desires to have this relationship with us. Come ask. Flip over with me as we finish up here. Flip over with me to uh, Ephesians chapter 3. And go down to verse 20. And the Word of God says, Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Think about this. This is our holy God who is asking us to come and ask him. He says, ask. When I memorized it, it was in the King James and it was uh, think or ask and imagine. Think and imagine. And he will show you exceedingly abundantly more than you could ever ask or imagine. Think or imagine. Right? And just thinking how he desires for us to approach him so that he can show us exceedingly abundantly more than we could ever think or imagine. And guys, as we think about approaching the Lord, guys, sometimes when we are in the mix of life, and we feel these things of the unknown, whether we don't know what tomorrow's going to hold, whether it be sickness, whether it be death, whether it be loss of job, whether it be whatever the case may be, right? The unknown that we don't know or the things that may be facing us. And we seek after those things kind of timid and fearful sometimes. But what if we approach those things in the confidence 
and boldness of who the one is willing to respond to our prayers and even guide our prayers to where, good gracious, they're even holy prayers that are according to his will. Like, what a beautiful gift that God desires for us to live in. And think about that. As what Mark led us in, and you will be free indeed. Right? When you're free indeed, good gracious, you are running. You are joyfully moving throughout. You're not timid. Oh, God, if I step here, the floor might fall out from underneath me. Well, I don't know if I should take this step. Or I don't know if I should go this direction. Or I don't know if I should do this. Right? That's not what Christ is saying here. He's saying no. Ask. Seek. Knock. So I can blow those doors open so that you can run free for my namesake. And so let us be a people that run free that aren't looking at one another being hypercritical, but are moving free and saying, man, Bobby, let's run together. Man, Jeff, let's run together on behalf of the Lord. Think about that. How beautiful of a gift that he's given us. And let's think about that as we enter into our time of prayer together. Let me pray for you. Father, we love you. We thank you so much for your kindness. Lord, we thank you that you desire for us to ask and seek and knock and to do it continually with all prayers and supplications. Oh, Father, allow us to be that kind of people, a people who are bold and free and walking in your light. Father, we love you. And I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.